I began to cook for the family when I was eight years old. My mother taught me how to do it. Coming up on OkraCast, Desiree Robinson of Cozy Corner Barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee, pays tribute to her mother. Also, Leanne Hines talks about battling polio and selling fresh farm eggs at the Greenwood, Mississippi Farmer's Market. And the one thing that people kept walking by asking for was, does anybody have fresh farm eggs? And I'm like, eggs? I can do that. This is OkraCast from the Southern Foodways Alliance headquarters at the University of Mississippi. Keep listening. I want to hear the story of how it came to pass of all the dreads and glory It's time for I'm Anna Hamilton, and welcome to OkraCast from the Southern Foodways Alliance. OkraCast maps food culture across the changing American South. Each week, we introduce you to the dynamic people, places, and traditions of our region. To get us started this week, Desiree Robinson pays homage to her mother, who first taught her how to cook. Mrs. Robinson owns Cozy Corner Barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee, where she serves up dishes like smoked sausage, slabs of ribs, and Cornish hen from a unique cooker called an aquarium smoker. A quick aside, an aquarium smoker is just what you might imagine, about seven feet long, metal top and bottom, with sliding glass doors to give it a fish tank look. Mrs. Robinson says that of all the things she learned in her family's kitchen, she still loves her mother's cornbread. I began to cook for the family when I was eight years old. The other kids were doing the same thing. People say, you started cooking when you were eight. Well, everybody was cooking when they were little. They were helping the family out. My mother taught me how to do it. My mother's name was Leola, Leola Wilson. And she said to me, the dinner must be ready by 5.15 because that's when they, she and my dad walked in for, came in from, from work. But uh, when she would get up in the morning and start the stove, put the wood in and the paper and get it started, she would cook breakfast. I would get up and get ready to go to school and would put on whatever vegetables I was gonna have for that day, beans or whatever. She would not put the fire out, so therefore, when I put my vegetables on, they would cook for, until the fire went out. By the time I got home, even the beans would be just about ready. And then I would start another fire and would uh, cook the cornbread. She, I, I can remember her teaching me how to cook. She was very patient with me. And believe it or not, I never messed up on, on the bread and the vegetables because I enjoyed it. It was fun to me. I dearly loved cornbread. I still do. As my mother taught me how to make it, I remembered because I didn't write it down. I remembered what she but she told me, and I would watch her make it. And uh, I just did. I put the, the cornbread, the little, little bit of flour, salt and baking powder and, and milk and egg in the uh, cornbread and stir it up really, really good. Put it in the skillet and with grease in it and put it in the oven. So that, that was how I got, actually got started to cooking. Desiree Robinson owns Cozy Corner Barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee. Barbecue chicken, barbecue lamb, 
This week, the Southern Foodways Alliance is hosting a workshop for researchers, students, and others interested in learning the craft of oral history fieldwork. Amy Evans, our lead oral historian, often brings her flock to the Mississippi Delta, where she spent much time interviewing restaurant owners, cooks, farmers, and others. Amy's group just paid a visit to Leanne Hines, owner of Levy Run Farms outside of Greenwood, Mississippi. Mrs. Hines raises farm-fresh eggs, as well as pastured poultry of all kinds, chickens, quails, ducks, and turkeys. She's something of a wonder woman, too, though Mrs. Hines was diagnosed with West Nile polio and consigned to a wheelchair in 2007, she continues her poultry operation. This is Amy Evans for the Southern Foodways Alliance in Greenwood, Mississippi. I'm at Levy Run Farms with Leanne Hines. And in an interview with Amy, Mrs. Hines remembers her family's farm, battling polio and embarking on her business. Um, my grandparents moved to Greenwood in 1940 from Blaine, Mississippi. My grandfather was a row crop farmer. He was farming at that time with 40 head of mules. And, of course, there were several tenant houses on the farm where the workers lived. When I was a little girl, they were still milking a cow. We had chicken house here. There was a pig, you know, pigsty right out there. And he had a, a nice herd of Hereford cows. And in addition to the row crop cotton, they passed away in the 60s. And my mother was able to keep the farm through these years, you know, really more or less for me. Because in a roundabout way, I always wanted to be a farmer, and um, so here I am. I'm living out my dream, finally. May I ask you about when you got sick? Um, In the middle of August in 2007, I was working full-time. I had had just moved my, my two children in for their senior year of college, and I started feeling bad. Started, you know, just feeling really draggy, but... Those days, the record highs, those that were 104, 104, 106. And I thought, well, it's just the heat. Well, that was on Wednesday. On Thursday, I had a a temperature of 104, 105. Um, And I just felt terrible all over. Anyway, I spent the whole day in the emergency room, and they couldn't figure out. They said, oh, you've got a virus. Well, yeah, I had the virus to end all viruses. The next morning, when I woke up on that Friday morning, I couldn't move anything but my left hand, my left arm. And um, so, and I have not been able to walk since then. It was 2007. As it turned out, they finally got a diagnosis of uh, West Nile virus polio. Although I recovered, uh, you know, some of my strength, my right arm, thank goodness, and uh, I can stand on my right leg. But all down my left side, there's there's not enough innervation to support my weight for weight carrying. And... uh, so um, I had to go to Plan B at that time. I started going to the farmer's market uh, in 2008. I uh, was in you know, my little manual wheelchair, and about all I could do at that time was raise plants. On my back porch, I raised lots of little plants, took them to the farmer's market. And the one thing that people kept walking by asking for was, does anybody have f- fresh farm eggs? And I'm like, eggs? I can do that. 
So that's when I started researching the eggs and chicken. <laughs> well, tell me what you think that is that happened there when you say, you know, nobody had access to farm fresh eggs at the market, and that's what everybody wanted, and nobody was raising their own chickens. How that got lost and how you're reviving it and without really knowing there was that need until you got into it. Well, I th- I think it's it's just uh, chickens have fallen the prey to every other um, every other thing on the farm that the that you know the eggs are produced on these factory farms, and when you open up your um, paper and eggs are eighty eight cents at the grocery, which is not that's below what it costs to raise them. People say you know what's the use. And, um, you know, older people that know about chickens are dying, you know, or they're getting too elderly to, to fool with them. So I think it's something that that's part of our Southern culture that we need to kind of rekindle. So do you think you would have been able to do any of this without the farmer's market? Well, I wouldn't have had the impetus to really get it started. It's just an amazing emotional boost, self-esteem, because people are lined up to get our eggs. I mean, to have people walk up and say, oh, if you don't have eggs, I'm not going to buy eggs from anybody else. I mean, it's just, it's just huge. Do you think, if, with people being so dedicated to you, do you think it's you, or do you think it's the quality of your product, or a combination of both? I, I think it's the quality of the eggs, and it's just the... I have a little sign, or I used to, on my other van is, you know, who's your farmer? And I think it's just important to know where your food's coming from. And I think it's just a, it's sad that we're getting away from that, but I just think that's, that's really important. That was a taste of Amy Evans' interview with Leanne Hines. I urge you to check out Mrs. Hines' transcript, where she elaborates on her grandparents' farm, partnering with local chefs and farmers, as well as the positive impacts of the Greenwood Farmer's Market. Leanne Hines' interview is part of our Downtown Greenwood Farmer's Market Oral History Project, which lives on our website at southernfoodways.org. Peruse the Southern Foodways archives while you're there, where we've collected over 800 interviews from across the American South. We'll catch up with you again next week. I'm Anna Hamilton, and thanks for listening. You may not think you're hungry. This show will change your mind. I didn't know I was thirsty. Ochrecast is the soundtrack for the Southern Foodways Alliance, bringing you the stories behind the food. The Southern Foodways Alliance documents, studies, and celebrates the diverse food cultures of the changing American South. If you're hungry for more, pay us a visit online at southernfoodways.org. I want to hear a story of how it came to pass.
Is that one okay? Awesome. All right. <laughs>